I'm Scott Galloway, and you're listening to 1K, the 1,000-second podcast. Every podcast is entertainment-focused and interview-driven. At the end of that time, we're done. 1K is affiliated with the 100 Words Film Festival and powered by Ortho Carolina. Let's put 1,000 seconds on the clock. My guest today is actor Rob Trevelier. Rob's an accomplished actor with 80 film and television credits. His recent works include The Accountant, Sully, and Netflix's House of Cards. And speaking of Netflix, he plays Sheriff John Nix on the Netflix series Ozark, which is currently filming its second season in Georgia. Rob, thanks for taking time to join us. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, let's. I'm going to start with Ozark. It's a okay. huge hit series. When you guys were filming, did you have any idea it would have this level of success? No, no. Uh, you know, especially the first season of something, you you have no idea. When we came back together for the second season after the, the first season aired, we were all just kind of geeking out on set. Jason Bateman and I were, were just kind of cracking up going, you can't believe how good it is. It was very, <laughs> it was very funny. How did you land the role? Well, I uh, was requested to read. The, the executive producer of the show, Bill Dubuque, who wrote the first couple episodes of the show as well, was the writer on The Accountant. So I don't know if that had anything to do with me being called in for this particular role, but uh, I read for that, got called back, went to Atlanta, met with Jason Bateman, and uh, we went over it, and and that was that. Wow. Well, that's good. For those who haven't seen it, uh, I want to play a little clip from it. And in this clip, you are playing, obviously, Sheriff John Nix, and you're interrogating Marty and Wendy Bird, who were played by Jason Bateman and Laura Linney. Seems your daughter and her friends parked a little too close to shore. They're not her friends. Yeah, and she didn't know that this boat was stolen. She thought a teenager running a leaf blower at a prom night motel, living a $5 million home, drove a $90,000 boat. Do you know who they are? Wyatt Langmore and his brother, three. Now, Joy Running's not usually their MO, but trust me when I tell you, they can't afford to pay. So what's filming like? This is one of those, you know, Netflix is kind of a hybrid. It's kind of television, but it's also kind of film. Is, does this mirror more the television model or more like film? I think it's more about content for Netflix. Okay. You know, they can do stuff that you can't do in television as right. far as pushing content. And uh, so I think that's probably the, the primary difference uh, between the two. The process is more like TV than film in that, you know, your, your time frame is compressed a bit. You know, you're doing six, seven pages a day on television versus one, one and a half, two pages for a feature film. Wow. So. And so as an actor, what does that mean for you? What do you have to do given that you've got to get so much done in a day? You have to be ready to hit the ground running uh, in television. You do your discovery and make your choices before you ever get to set. And then there's a little tweaking uh, you know, when you get in there, but then, then we're knocking it out. Versus film, you have the luxury of rehearsing a little bit more and and uh, there's a little bit more of the discovery process on set. Gotcha. So Jason Bateman obviously is one of the leads. He's an executive producer on the mm-hmm. series, but he's also directed episodes. What's it like to be directed by a fellow actor? Well, as far as Jason goes, he's just doing a great job because he has he's got so many balls in the air. Yeah. You know, he's acting in it. He's executive producing it. He's directing it. And any one of those jobs at his level are, are going to take up a great deal of your time. And he's able to handle all three of these things pretty seamlessly and with a lot of grace and he's available and he's uh, a smart guy you know yeah. he, he knows what's going on so uh, his ear is open and his eyes are open um, probably a little bit more than a director who just wants to get the shot 
Right. You know, in, in that regard. Right. Well, so he's the, very valuable to have around. And he's, boy, he's been in the business forever. I think he was a child actor, wasn't he? I think he, he was, yeah. 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 So the series Ozark set in Arkansas, but a good deal of the filming happens in Georgia. And Atlanta has mm -hmm. become quite a hotbed for film and television. Why? Well, the incentive package that Georgia has, um, which kind of, you know, mirrors North Carolina, what we used to have. Um, because of ge geography, they've got mountains, they've got the beach, yeah. they've got urban areas. Um, they they have some sound stages now down there. They've got a bunch of sound stages now now down there. So, uh, but primarily, it's the incentive package that you know essentially gives tax credits to whatever monies are spent by a production company in a given market. And money talks. Right. So that's probably the main reason. Yeah. And so for those who are sitting at home wondering if the it's been your experience that there is a direct correlation between film incentive packages mm -hmm. and work. Yeah. Without and question. Do you have any idea how much is going on down there? Because I, I would just tell you, the last time I was there was in a post-production facility. And I walked right past Viola Davis and half the cast of Walking Dead was down there. It was just amazing. Everything was jamming. The last uh, time I was down there, uh, I heard that there were... 60 productions going on between Gosh. film and television, something like that. Wow. Just a staggering number wow. of productions. Okay, so I want to talk to you about the film Sully, mm -hmm. and which, fantastic film, Tom Hanks. But I really want to talk to you about the film's director, Clint Eastwood. I I've been told that he is an actor's director. Did you find that to be the case? And what was it like having Clint Eastwood direct you. I wanted to do that film because of Clint Eastwood. It was kind of, it's a bucket list thing, I think, for anybody yeah. who's in this industry because he's, he's an icon and and that's why I wanted to do it. It wasn't a, you know, a gigantic role or anything, but I didn't hesitate as far as that went. He's 84 and he's still directing. Unreal. He's still spot on. He's done, he's had the same crew for all of his feature films. So they all have kind of a shorthand. They walk in and just go, bit, 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 and, and it's knocked out. He doesn't belabor anything. He knows what he wants, and that's why you're there. He actually mistook me for one of the real air traffic controllers because they had filled the room with real ones. Okay. And we weren't supposed to talk to Clint. We weren't supposed to, you know, impose on his time at all. But during a break and shooting, he just planted himself right next to me. And he was like, so what does that gauge do? And I was like, uh, that tells you when your soup's done. I was like, I don't know, Clint. You know, I, was, I just got here. I, I don't know. This. And he said, oh, I thought you were one of the guys. And I said, no, you hired me to play one of the guys. He's like, okay. So after that, oh, we were, great. you know, we, I got to eat lunch with him. And, and, and he was really, really nice. I really enjoyed my time with him. So, Rob, I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself. How is it that you got where you are in making these, you know, big films and big series on Netflix? What What is the the career path that you well pleased? Um, I uh, was pre law in college. Okay, and I for an elective I had to take you know an art thing, and so I I took some drawing and I took some acting courses, and and that's when I really got bit by the bug. You know, when I was when I was doing that, and so. I got as much training as I could. Being a being a pre law major, I, all of my electives became theater and acting based, and and I was fortunate to go to a school where there were there were really qualified, good professors there. And so I got out of school and I did an internship at a law firm uh, over that summer, and it was a nightmare to yeah. see how it operated. In fact, yeah, and I chose not to go to law school at that point. <laughs> 
And uh, although having a theatrical background would help you as a lawyer, from what I've seen. Yeah, I had to. I had. I've defended myself one time in court, and I won. So <laughs> I, I'm undefeated. Excellent. So yeah. So it it did that came in handy, and I and I got to a place where I just started auditioning. I started doing theater. I started doing commercials and then small parts in films. And then it just grew from there. Was there a transition for you at all from going from the stage to, to being in front of the camera? And I ask only that uh, a couple years ago at the 100 Words Film Festival, we had Karen Young down who mm-hmm. had started on Broadway and is now obviously an accomplished film and television actress. Mm-hmm. And she said that in the first big film she was in, the director kept telling her, Less, 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 mm-hmm. less, 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 less. Did you have that experience? I had it in reverse. When I was in theater in college, I had professors at the back of the house going, more, 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 <laughs> louder. Right. So so I think my natural um, inclination, inclination was for is film. for film anyway. Yeah. I yeah. just, I, It's a better fit for me. I love, uh, I love stage. The, you know, stage, the craft gives you a through line more often than you get in film or television. You're doing little moments and, you know, bits of a story. Right. You're you're part of a whole, which is which is great. I mean I love doing that. Is that why when you went down to Ozark you weren't sure if the series was gonna be a hit or not? Because you're doing your little thing and you don't know what the full picture is? That and Netflix keeps everything very close to the vest and yeah. they, they don't allow a lot of information to get out, you right. know, if so I wasn't privy to every single script. If I wasn't in an episode, you know, there were times when I didn't see the script. So right. when I came back, I was I kind of had to play catch up and didn't know. But uh, when it came out, it was it was a, a really nice surprise, right. as tight as it was and and as good as it is. But to your other point, though, when you're in, when you're on the stage, you're aware of everything because sure. it's all happening and unfolding. And I would imagine as an actor, that is appealing. Yeah, yeah. And you've worked on it for weeks and weeks and weeks. You know, you've gone over the same material over and over and over and over again, and it's so condensed, you know, in 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 film that um, it's just a different dynamic. Obviously, you've been doing this for some time, but do you still practice? Do you still hone your craft? And if so, how? Mm-hmm. I do as much as I can. If there are short films or you know things that buddies are doing uh, that I like, I'll jump on board with that. Uh, you know, anything to stay in front of the camera. Um, I've taught classes, which benefits me a great deal. Actually, being on the other side of it, I've directed, I've written, and uh, all of those things. I think the more you're exposed to the different facets, you know, within the film business itself, the more beneficial it is for me as an actor. I think it layers my work. Auditioning, that's something you do all the time. Have you gotten used to that? That just seems like such a uh, vulnerable exercise. Is it something that you're now comfortable with? It's changed since I've been doing it long enough that when I first started doing it, everything was in person. You had to travel everywhere, and then everything went electronic. You know, everything went over the Internet, so which is essentially the way we do it now. And it it went completely away from in-person auditions for a long time. And my feeling was that it was always going to come back to that. And the in-person auditions can be nerve-wracking. You know, the stakes are high. You've never met the people before. you got to walk in the room, and generally you know in about five seconds if you're going to get it or not when you do it in person. And I like that. I, I like going in and meeting the individual and and feeling the exchange of energy between the two because you know. You know if you're going to work or not. You really do. And and if you are doing it over the Internet, it's just kind of out there in the ether. And and I think that um, it's come back to a lot more in-person auditions, at least in a callback situation, because 
I feel like some people have kind of been, you know, bit in the ass because there are people that have been cast off the internet that, have, you know, they just do it 50 times until they get it exactly right for that audition. And then they get cast and they can't duplicate it on set. Right. So, yeah. so to cover themselves, they're having more people come in in person, which I favor. I favor. Yeah. Well, one audition that you had that you, you got was, uh, the film The Accountant, and in The mm-hmm. Accountant you played the father of a young Ben Affleck. You're different. Sooner or later, different scares people. Yeah. You think if you don't fight back, then maybe they'll like you, stop picking on you, calling you a freak. Victim or not, make a decision. Uh, that was, I believe, from the trailer. Incredible, yeah. incredible. So he is your your son in the film is different. How how is he different, and how did your character deal with his differences? He uh, Ben Affleck's uh, character has Asperger's and is borderline autistic. So it's a challenge for him to you know function in the everyday world because of those uh, things that he has to deal with, and his. Parents are ill-equipped. This is before there was a lot of awareness and sensitivity towards treating these two things. And his mother is married to a guy who's a career military guy, psychological operations officer, my character. So neither of them are particularly equipped to deal with this child. And she simply can't because he's the father is away all the time. Father travels all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, they live from military base to military base. Right. And um, she essentially bails on the relationship. She just can't handle it and leaves, leaving the father with the kids. seconds. And he sees it more as a, a character flaw or a weakness, just given what he knows, you know, using the tools that he has. And so he's going to train his son to overcome that right. in the only way he knows how, and that's just to make him tough as nails. He succeeds in that. (laughs) (laughs) How did you prepare for that role? Well, I was able to um, research psychological operations and the commitment that it takes to be somebody who's really good at that, like this guy. Uh, My father was a military guy, Mm -hmm. so there were some aspects of him that were readily available for me that applied to the situations that we were in. Some roles just come to you easier than others, and it was just one of those roles that just kind of got into my fabric fairly quickly. Yeah. And uh, you were talking about auditions and callbacks. And that particular callback for Gavin O'Connor, the director, who's great, I went down there, and generally you're in and out of the room in five minutes. And I was in there for almost an hour. Wow. We went over the entire script, talked about it, did it a couple different ways. And, you know, that was one of the ones where I walked out, and I was like, okay, well, this – I pretty much should have this one. <laughs> where did that? Where did you film? Where was that film? That was in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta. Be, That'll be the be answer to all those questions every time you ask. Atlanta. Rob, do you have any advice for young actors or actresses who are trying to make it in this crazy business? Um, the most valuable resource you have is yourself and playing yourself. And you know the people that tap into that rather than trying to portray seconds. somebody are going to work, I think, more readily than the ones who are trying to fabricate or create a character. You know, there are, uh, Meryl Streep can do it. There's a few other actors who can do it as well. Gary Oldman, you know, who can throw on another person's skin and, and sell it to us. But primarily you get cast for who you are. 
So, so be honest. Be really honest. And then do as much work as you possibly can. Get in front of the camera any way you can. And, you know, independence, shorts, you know, friends shooting something. The more practice you get, the better you're gonna the better you're going to become conveying information through the camera. Sixty. Okay, so we're seconds. down to the final minute. This is the speed round. I think this is gonna be difficult for you because you're a very thoughtful fella. Oh my gosh. But, but be as short and quick as you can. What's the most difficult scene you've ever done? Terry Hatcher, uh, a film where we played romantic leads opposite each other, and the day that I met her, first day of shooting, we shot the last scene in the film where we had to kiss, and it was basically, this is Terry Hatcher, this is Rob Trevelier, now make it. Wow. I I don't know that I would use the word difficult for that experience. I just just wanted practice. (laughs) 30 seconds. Wanted to work on it a little bit. (laughs) Actor or actress who inspires you? Meryl Streep, I think, sets the benchmark for all of us. What do you enjoy most about acting? I get to portray a lot of different people in a lot of different situations uh, to the point where I can empathize with who they are and uh, live seconds. that life vicariously. And it's, it enriches my life as well. Your favorite uh, Clint Eastwood film? Hang 'em High, Outlaw Josie Wales, Iger Sanction, that order. Thanks for listening to 1K, powered by Ortho Carolina. If you like our show, please share it with a friend, leave us a review, and subscribe. Special thanks to producer Jordan Snyder, music by Jason Hausman. I'm your host, Scott Galloway. We'll be back in your feed with a new episode next week that's just 604,800 seconds away.